So Grasso, tomorrow's Thanksgiving. Mm. What is something that is the first thing on your plate? What is something that you have to have Thanksgiving? Number one for me. Number one. <sighs> Number one. Okay, so there's like uh, there's like very hot debates about you know, they, and I think it's all opinion, and it comes down to opinion. And for me, it's a lot of nostalgia with Thanksgiving. Um, it's a big family thing for me. Um, and stuffing stuffing is my number one because, okay. I don't know. I'm right listen, there there's you. a lot of people yeah. that talk shit about stuffing, but it's because my grandma makes this stuffing and I've been making this stuffing. Like literally it's the first thing I can remember ever cooking in my whole life is this stuffing. Um, and I asked her years ago, I was like, grandma, well, like, where'd you get this recipe from? Like, it's like, oh, there's a thousand cookbooks and there's Fanny Farmer and there's a, there's a, there's, that was the age of where like cookbooks were like a real, like, weren't just for chefs. There were like home chefs were getting cookbooks. Finally, it was like changing over. And she was like, no, I just like made it up. And it is an apple, walnut, sage, sausage uh, stuffing. It's a lot of so good it, Dude, it is, it's uh, got, it's got, it's got roasted chestnuts. It's got walnuts. It's got craisins. It's got sage Jimmy Dean sausage in it. Usually she puts ham, but this year we put bacon in it. Um, it gets butter, herbs, eggs, milk, chicken stock, and then it gets like shoved inside the bird. And this year we put them in miniature muffin trays. So there's like a two ounce portion in a muffin tray and it's all like crispy and perfect and delicious. Like essentially like a one bite or two bites of stuffing, so like, like perfect stuffing. Are stuffins a thing? Is this a word we can invent right stuffins, here? Stuffins? I don't know. They're mini muffins that? made of stuffins. Yeah, we can we can register trademark that right here on the Piney Four podcast. Uh, stuffins. Yeah, no muffin, stuffing is stuffing is like an essential. Like it's like the it's the thing I'm having thirds of. You know, that's like the one thing I'm like, I got a little more room for that. And like my 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 aunt would always make. She'd make a meat stuffing. She'd make a a bread stuffing, and then she would. My my cousin only liked the stovetop, like the shitty stovetop. But I'm like, no, give me the real shit. And it was, it's just no. like that. In a in a very close second, it's mashed potatoes. Just like gotta have a good mashed potato. And it, why is it weird? Like, and I love turkey. Turkey's my number third. You know, my number mm-hmm. three. I don't my know why. Third. <laughs> my number third. Number third. <laughs> Well, the, the thing with turkey is, you know, you have to be really careful when you're making a turkey, especially depending on where you're going. Sometimes it can end up super dry, and then it's just you're eating, like, this cardboard piece of meat, essentially. But if you get a nice, juicy turkey, it is delicious. But then, but then you add, is it a side or a condiment? The gravy. Like, uh, I will. Gravy, dude. I was literally just gonna say I was waiting for you to like let up for a second, and I saw you make the ma- make the word with your mouth and like, gravy, dude. Gravy is it's it's stuffing, it's turkey, and then it's gravy for me because you need gravy on everything. And if you make a shit gravy, you can't have it on the mashed potatoes, dude. Mashed potatoes with gravy. It's not just like straight mashed potatoes that are good. Dry mashed potatoes aren't great, but mashed potatoes and gravy. But is gravy a condiment or a side? Yes. Depends on how much you eat. Are you eating two ounces or are you eating six ounces? Like, yeah, that's, that's the whole thing for me. So no, I think so. Here's the thing: I think it has to be a condiment because if you don't eat gravy by itself, do you? You put it on something. 
you, you're not just drink. I mean, maybe you drink gravy from a boat. I'm not that At kind 2 of guy. At 2.30 in the morning, <laughs> I tell you what. Smoke weed every day. <laughs> All right, everybody. Welcome to the seventh episode of the Pining Four podcast. I don't think we have to keep track of it anymore. I mean, we've been doing this for a bit now. It's uh, it's now part of everybody's lives. Uh, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Uh, if you're listening to this on Thanksgiving, maybe the day after. Uh, it's been a crazy week in our fantasy lives. The, fantasy, uh, the playoffs are starting to take shape. We had a Monday night game with five games still on the line. It was wild. What were you guys watching uh, to see? in terms of that Monday night game. We had so many different things happening. Um, I'm very selfish, and I'm going to just paint a small picture, okay? I work uh, usually until about 8 p.m. My drive home is about an hour long. Uh, I usually like to listen to sports radio on my drive home. I get in my car. I am winning um, by 3.36 points. Um, I'm driving home the end of the first quarter. Leonard Fournette has been on the field for one, one, Total play. Fantastic for me. Phenomenal. I find a parking spot in front of my house. I live in downtown Albany. Finding a parking spot in front of my house, very nice thing. At about 9 p.m. on a Monday to find a parking spot in front of my house. I pull in. I'm a very good parallel parkler, mind you. Takes Gotta me be one in Albany. Shot. It takes me one shot. I go bang, 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 right into the spot. And as I just put my car into park, I'm listening to Westwood One on 104.5 The Team, and all I hear is Leonard Fournette for the two-yard touchdown. Ruined the rest of my day. Ruined. But that's that was all the games. Every game was on a razor's edge, and it was exciting. It was a lot of fun, man. Even in the loss, it was a lot of fun. That's why it's great when the Monday night game has two good teams in it because then it's a fantasy-relevant game for most people. Again, there's a lot of teams who have Bucks. There's a lot of teams who have Rams. You know, you're going to get a, a lot of things. And, you know, for me, it was – I was leading. I had the defense. I needed Mike Evans and Tom Brady to score, like, 25 less points than – or 25, less than 25 more points than the, than the Bucks defense. The defense couldn't get home on a sack. They, you know, they got a couple of turnovers, or they didn't even get a turnover. So, or they got one interception. It just wasn't my day. And, you know, for me, I kind of knew it was over once when Mike Evans dragged that defender into the end zone on that unbelievable play. But also on Sunday night, I was really invested because Fitz had Kelsey. And Kelsey had had a good game. He had, you know, being Kelsey, he had like 13 or 14 points, but I was like, I can handle that. I can go in with a 30-point lead into Sunday night or into Monday night. But no, he was wide open in the end zone for like a 30-yard touchdown pass. Um, and so I kind of had a feeling on Sunday that I didn't have a chance. But 
it was a great week. It was a great, yeah. again, I don't, I'm not usually a Monday night football watcher. Like I'll have it on, but I'll like go to sleep at 1030 or whatever. Sure. But I've been, I was really been watching football the last couple of weeks on Monday and Sunday night, which is phenomenal. Yeah. And it's really difficult, especially because we had two teams. It's really where we see two teams on Monday night that have their defenses starting and both of them need their defenses to do well in order to win. And the tough thing when you're watching your defense is it starts with 10 points and it usually goes down from there. Unless you have an outstanding defense or a good defense against a really bad team, it's not going to be going up. Or you're playing the New York Jets. Yeah. Or you're playing the Jets, which is, you know, that's a strategy this year, streaming the defense against the Jets. But somebody has Miami this week. So I think Vinny has Miami's defense. But anyways, let's get right into the uh, recap for the week. We'll start with uh, with Grasso's matchup. And what what can we say? I mean, Dale at one point was 0-8. He came into this matchup 2-8. and That means he won two times in a row. And Grasso was basically the unanimous favorite for the team uh, for the league going eight and two, but he ran into the, the werewolves buzzsaw this week. So, you know, you got to ask yourselves if Dale won and as Draymond just said, uh, he did win. Uh, So there you go, Dale, we, we flipped it over for you. There's no more nopes unless you lose, but everybody on Dale's team showed up. He beat Grasso by four points that Leonard Fournette touchdown, which basically only had five touches the whole game, but that's all he, he just needed that one run to get in there. And, you know, Grasso, you do have a lot of really strong players, but you've mentioned this a few times on the podcast, that lack of a second running back and that safety valve has been difficult for you. And that was exact. That was, I mean, the big, the biggest heartbreak of the whole weekend is Leonard Fournette. The only, the only reason that he was relevant this week is because he scored a touchdown. Mm-hmm. If he did not score a touchdown, we would be having a different conversation about how this is the ninth week in a row that I've won. But because they fed the ball to Leonard Fournette for a two-yard touchdown for like no apparent reason, like no, like well, Ronald Jones was maybe like well, it was tired. It was a little tired and they gave it to, I'm going to spiral out right here. If you got to nip me off here, but here's my whole thing. It comes down to my kicker. Okay. It all comes down to my kicker. Um, Zero points from Matt Prater. That's really where it all comes down. The goose egg man from the kicker is it that hurts in the loins. Cause it's a kicker, a position you shouldn't give a shit about at all. Um, Especially Matt Prater, who's a good kicker. I think he holds the NFL record for the longest kick 62 yards. I might be wrong. Check me out. I could be wrong. It might be six. I think that's a tie. I think there's a few people that have had six. I'm, I'm pretty sure it's 62 yards and I'm pretty sure Prager is up there, but like a goose egg from that is, is devastating. Everybody else pretty much showed up. Julio. I mean, was Julio. You expect so much from him and Matt Ryan and they always let you down. I don't know why everybody expects so much and they always yeah. just. Let so, so, you know, now Dale has won three in a row and he's Hot. kind of rolling a little bit. Rolling, rolling, rolling. So, you know, it's uh, we're going to see where he goes from here. He, he may be pulling himself out of that uh, bye week spot. We'll talk about the playoff uh, potentials a little later. So we're going to move on to the next matchup. Another one with uh, with some playoff implication in a high scoring game, too, was Jimmy's team. The show me TDs against Gra- or, sorry, D Gregorio's fantasy empire. Jimmy coming in was seven and three and Deej coming in was 
five or sorry, six and four. And he really needed that win to keep up and he just couldn't hold off. And he scored 118 points, but Jimmy was just a little bit better with 130, you know, Deej had his two main guys show up, uh, Pat Mahomes. I mean, you'd expect Pat Mahomes to score more than 25 points, but 25 is still respectable. Tyreek Hill scored 21, but then you have a lot of single-digit scores uh, beyond that, and Jimmy got Zeke Elliott back, and Kyler Murray, Kyler Murray is still the number one quarterback in football, fantasy-wise. So there was a lot to like about Jimmy's team this week. What did you guys think? I mean, he had players on Monday. I think he had three players going on Monday, if I remember correctly, Jimmy did. And they all came through. Robert Woods and Cooper Cup combined had yeah. what like like thirty catches. It felt like. Yeah. Robert Woods got in the end zone. Grant, you know that, that wouldn't have changed anything for for Deej and Jimmy. But it was his, Jimmy's players came through. I believe Jimmy was the top scorer on the week. So you know, and, and it was a very competitive week. Um, if you look at the the kind of the the highs and the lows and kind of the range, there's only thirty nine points between the top score and the bottom score. That is the smallest margin to date this year. Usually, there's you know been some you know eighty point differences between the top score and the low score. This week was extremely tight. Um, you know, the tightest week by about ten points. So um, that comes from our uh, our, our team at uh, PFA Planning for Analytics. So I'd like to thank those guys. I think I think a, a real a real bit. Thank you, PFA. Uh, we we really have to throw a shout out to them. They really spent a lot of time and effort. We got a couple of really good interns in. Um, to just help us out with our numbers. It's like super simple to crowdsource this kind of stuff. There's a, it's a really great benefit about working at RPI. There's a it's, lot of college students. It's fun. It's fun. It's fun. It's a fun little thing to get them like, oh, hey, you guys want to, you know, just crunch these numbers. You don't tell them what's for. They got no idea. You make an acronym and they don't know any better. Um, big, 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 big takeaways for me. Um, Ezekiel Elliott is back. Um he was flat for four straight weeks. If Zeke played the way he played the last four weeks this week, uh, we'd be talking about Deej winning and being a playoff contender. Um, and um, Jimmy still at eight and three, Jimmy at eight and three is huge, and his team is still, I mean, is still very, very solid and very well rounded. And I think that will definitely keep pushing him into the playoffs. He's he's got great momentum right now, and Zeke coming back is huge for him. Um, Bobby Trees. Uh, huge game. I, I don't think that happens ever again. Um, I don't think that happens again this season. Um, yeah, and also, both the, both those Rams receivers scored over twenty points, which amazing, is amazing, gigantic. Yeah, it's and, almost and, looking like the Steelers receivers this year. And but it's not that Deej didn't score any points. Yeah, but I mean, you point. take out you take no. out Tyreek Hill and Pat Mahomes, he can't. But then he he's got a really mediocre week. But they did. They they showed up. So. Yeah, so congrats will, to Jimmy. They will, they will always show up. Congrats to Jimmy on the win. That yeah. was All right, so we're going to move on to, I think, the clo- one of the closest matchups, if not the closest matchup. Uh, no, not it's almost there, there's pretty close between the closest matchups. We're going to go to the Bashers and the Keegs to success. And Echo came in five and five on kind of a bubble week. You lose, you're in really tough shape going into the final two weeks. You win, you're in decent shape. And he Barely, just barely eked out a win, 108.8 uh, to Keegan's 106.05. And Keegan, who's out of the playoff hunt, uh, his team has been in a tailspin, still showed up. But it, just like we were mentioning before, Echo must have been flipping out watching his defense 
go up and then go down and then get that interception at the end of the game, or was a, I think it was an interception out of sack and just put him back over by those two points that he needed. And, you know, it was, it was tough to watch because I was rooting for the bashers to lose for my own, my own benefit. And, you know, we talk about that trade that happened between those two. And even though I still think, I mean, Eckel did win out getting AJ and um, Michael Thomas, they both showed up and Duke Johnson did not. Um, let's just say the Rams defense did not win this game for Gregory Eckel. Thomas Q. Brady won this matchup for Greg Eckel. Yeah. He looked atrocious. Not atrocious, not atrocious enough to let me win in my matchup, but atrocious enough to throw well, three terrible picks. One, I think I could have thrown it further than he did. Um, that's what won Eckel the matchup. Yeah. It, 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 it was a terrible matchup, t- terrible performance by Brady. And Well, he's not a downfield thrower anymore, and Bruce Arians is putting him into this gun – gunslinging mode that he's not really capable of yeah and he's got the receivers but he doesn't have the arm to back it up yeah um is he chad, is he chad pennington now Tom Bra- yeah essentially he's, he's a very good he's a very good he's drew Brees. he's like he's older and he can't throw it i mean and that's fine that he can't do that because his decision making skills and his ability to read defense are bar none so you yeah. give him the ability to run your offense sure you're not going to have a hundred yard receiver every week but you're gonna win the game you know you're gonna have four 55 yard receivers and they're all gonna have touchdowns and it's gonna be just fine but that's how tom brady is gonna run it i mean Eckle has really been struggling at tight end all year um hurst with the goose this week really really terrible i mean He's he's on a razor's edge every week. Eckles on a razor's edge every week, and he's teetering. And I'm just nervous that the weeks that he's teetering the right way, four points, and it's going to carry him all the way to the playoffs and all the way to the championships. And if he, oh god, if he wins the championship, we're all quitting, right? Yeah, yeah. No, if he so. wins a championship by like less than four points, everybody. But like we we we'll we'll take it to the to the pining for. <laughs> to the punting four out of legs, but like I don't know how many games that he's won that have been, but I feel like a lot of games he's won have been tight. Um, and Keegan's team, it's just sad to see that trade was beans. That trade was fucking beans for Keegan's. Yeah, so we're gonna talk about the those close matchups in the playoffs a little bit later. We're gonna move on to till the uh, to the only really lopsided defeat of this week, one that wasn't really impacted by Monday night's game. We're talking about the Vinzaloons versus Spencer Sack Sniffers, uh, and Vinny's team came in at six and four again. He needed a win to really bo- bolster his playoff chances. He was in he's in the driver's seat essentially uh, now that he's set. He moved and he won seven and four, scoring one twenty five point six. And Spencer's team was five and five going into this. And if he went to six and five, he'd be in much better position. But he lost, uh, scoring ninety one point six. Matt Ryan is kind of the story there, only scoring seven points as a quarterback. I mean, we could talk about Taysom Hill in the tight end position, but that didn't end up being that much of a factor because he still would have won by 10 points. If you take Taysom Hill out of the matchup and put in Eric Ebron, who is the number one, or it would be Vinny's other tight end, he still would have won. So the Taysom Hill thing, while it would have affected almost every other matchup in the league, would not have affected this 
Yeah, that Taysom Hill, I would have loved to just hang that over Vinny, but if you would have just replaced him, Vinny still would have won. Um, Matt Ryan just shits the bed. Oh, God, it's just a dirty, wet eggplant, uh, and it's terrible. Um, Matt Ryan just is not – and Spencer's defense, he's been struggling for weeks. I feel like every single week we talk about Spencer's defense, and every week it's like the not – the best – like he needs to change it, and he makes a choice, and it's never perfect um, because he's streamlining, and when you streamline, I mean, it's, it's literally a crapshoot. Um, this game, I think, is a little tighter than it looks. Um, is it? I mean, he's the, he scored thirty more points than yeah, yeah. Like. I know, I know, I know. But I think, uh, I just think, Spencer's has like. I mean, if you just look at his defense and his quarterback, if he would have, that's that's thirty points right there that he could have picked up super easily with a better stream. But you know, it's a yep. uh, it's a crapshoot. Yeah. All right, so we're going to move on uh, to we save the last two matchups. We're going to go with probably the heartbreaker first. <laughs> Greg's already shaking his head because he knows we're talking about his game. Fitz, who's the division leader, makes no sense, is pulled out with a bare win, 99.7 to uh, Wieners, 98.1. He really needed this win to stay in the playoff hunt. And he just couldn't pull it out. I mean, he had Justin Herbert scoring 30, which is great. And, you know, a lot of Fitz's team did not show up that much. But when it comes down to it, a lot of the single-digit scores, Carrion didn't pull it out for you. Uh, Austin Hooper didn't show up. The Bucks defense didn't. So there's there's a lot of holes there that could have been improved. It, it was a difficult loss. Let's – so whatever happened in practice on Wednesday with De- with DeAndre Swift, I don't know who hit him, but I want their phone number, their mother's phone number, so I can call them so she can yell at him because that's the reason I lost the game. Also, the Lions offense was inept. They got shut out, which is unbelievable. No NFL team gets shut out anymore. Um, it was just it was just a, you know, I'm going to write a book. I was talking to Dale yesterday. I saw, I saw him yesterday, and I'm, I'm going to write a book about my fantasy football season this year, and it's going to be called The What If Season. I have three matchups I would have won if I had made different bench decisions. So, you know. You had J.K. Dobbins there on the bench scoring 17 points. That's got to hurt, too. You know, I don't know if you guys know this, but when, when you open up ESPN on, on Tuesday morning and it says, oh, congratulations, you won, or oh, shucks, you lost, there's always a little note. Um, and, and over the last two weeks, I've gotten the note, should have started that guy on your bench, dot, dot, dot. And you know what I do? I yell out, fuck you, ESPN, because I understand. I understand. You don't have to tell me that. At, at 11 p.m. on Tuesday, ESPN, I already know that I fucked up. So you don't have to tell me, oh, hey, just to let you know, you lost to the weak side winners. I've been watching it incessantly. You don't know? You, ha- you don't check my clicks? Well, it's also, it's also, it's not. It's whenever you open the app first. So I'm a, I, on my app a lot during the day during fantasy football season. I, you know, at 8.30 in the morning when I'm drinking my coffee, I don't need the big ESPN middle finger. I don't need it. I just don't. Fair. Can we stop talking about this matchup? Fitz had a, had a no, bad week. No, we're not, we not going to stop talking about it. Yeah. I just want to talk about it for one second. Tom Brady still didn't, didn't, did not show up. Uh, as like He was a, a, not a good fantasy quarterback. Um, well, he's, he's on and off every other week, it seems like. And the Rams, let's, let's be honest, the Rams defense is one of the top phenomenal. five defenses in the NFL. My, so he, yeah. my, my, my big thing with Brady is he when he's off, he's still scoring – an okay amount of points, you know? It's still not like, oh, God, he scored. Matt Ryan scored fucking 7.6 points this week. He scored twice as many points as Matt Ryan. That's not terrible. 
and this game is so fucking close, dude. This game is razor thin. This game is like one catch. Um, and I love to see it and I hate to see it at the same time. Yeah. All right, so we're going to move to the uh, the last matchup, and I've saved mine for last. It uh, was the Broken Clock Corollary. Again, they really needed a win. They were four and six going in, and they barely pulled one out. 110.8 to Mo- the Moose Mayhems 106, who Moose is out of the playoff picture and has been for a long time. It wasn't even supposed to be close, but Cooper Cup made it interesting at the end, scoring 20 points on Monday. You know, the the thing that really sticks out to me about my team anyways this week is there were a lot of single-digit scores, but a lot of other players stepped up. Uh, CEH came back in a big way with 20 points. Deshaun Watson, low-key, has been having a fantastic season with 35 points. And then there's everybody's favorite kicker, the Blankenship, somehow scoring 15 points. You know, he's the diminutive man, and he's just getting it done. He, when he, you know, he's that guy that your girlfriend's like, you don't have to worry about him. And he's the one who steals your girlfriend. That's who brought, that's who Rodrigo Brinkmanship is. He did theater. He did. He was the only straight guy on the, on the cheerleading squad. He was the guy that did clarinet in the marching band. And he is Mr. Steal Your Girl. He is fucking Rodrigo Blankenship. I said it weeks ago. Okay. You are not a kicker that wears goggles. Okay. That is not successful because you can't do all of those things at the same time. You can't wear goggles and be a kicker and be shitty. Okay. Because he would be driven out into obscurity, but because he is a kicker and he wears goggles and he is consistent and good and on a team where he is kind of a flagship on the offense. He has the most points scored in the NFL this season. He's right. does. And he kicked the any any kick the game winner. He kicked the game winner in overtime. He's got he's got he wears goggles and he's a kicker and he is less than six feet tall. Okay. His mustache my height. Not, his mustache does not connect to his beard. Okay. This is your <laughs> fucking man, dude. Okay. This guy is gonna carry you. He I mean, the goose egg from Baltimore is unexpected. But just but to say the least, Gurley didn't really come through. He usually does. Um, uh, your team is, I think, riding really hot for the rest. Of- it's been riding really hot. It's going to keep riding really hot. Edwards Hilaire is, I think, rookie of the year at this point for me. Um, I mean, there, there's a lot of, con- I mean, there's, there's a lot of players in contention for that. There's I, I think- a lot of players in contention, but he's a top ten running back, and he's doing it on one of the most prolific offenses in the history of the NFL that can throw the football. He's got a lot of catches, though. He's doing a lot of it on the ground. How 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 tight was your butthole when Cooper Cup had eight catches in the first half? Oh, it was. I I stopped watching because I didn't want to watch my lead dwindle, like keep dwindling the rest of the game. I I had to. I had to. I had to penguin walk to the bed, basically. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was. <laughs> and did, I mean, just think. Just think about it. If Cup catches that touchdown instead of Woods, you lose. Once with it, okay. once it was within six points, Here, I couldn't watch coin, anymore because the touchdown catch flip. ended it. That's a yeah. coin flip right there because they were both they were both just burning. It, oh, just watching that that highlight those highlights over and over again, it's like it's fantasy gold because you know that both of them are going to keep being great for the rest of the season. This is like a proving ground for both of them. Was this game? Right. All right. So uh, we, we've got an ad coming up here and then we're going to go into our power rankings for the week. So first, let's uh, get a word from our sponsor. I believe this week it's from the Moose Mayhem. 
Yes, and now a message from the Moose Mayhem. It's here. The matchup you've been waiting for. Two mouth breather favorites, head to head, with number 12 in the power rankings on the line. The weak side werewolf, fresh off of a three game winning streak. The Moose Mayhem, recovering from a devastating loss to the clocks that need batteries. Who will win? It doesn't really matter. Just start the chant already. Paid for the committee the questions whether Doge has also entered the chat for Mouth Breather favorite or not? The answer to that is no, it has not, because my mathematical, I am so mathematically eligible for the playoffs, which we'll get to in a little bit. Um, but we'll go into our power rankings. Um, at 12, still at the bottom, we have the keys to success. Number 11, we have Moose, a little drop from last week. Dale, who would have thought Dale in a week? After after week eleven would be would be number ten. You remember when Rex Ryan went like really crazy when he beat the Jets and he was on the Bills and it was a really a game that meant nothing. Yeah, that literally was this game this week. And Dale is uh, not twelve anymore. I'm there yes. for you. I'm there for you. Ooh. Um, at number nine we have the Doge. Myself at number eight we have Eckle. Uh, still hanging around that that bottom bottom half. You have Ben now up to seventh, Spencer at sixth, Deej in fifth, Vinny in fourth, and then your top three: Jimmy in third, Fitz in second, and still even after a loss to Dale is Grasso. And my only explanation Bye, to this is is because he had a great week and and even i think we've been we were talking before the podcast i think we, we've kind of broken up these power rankings into tiers um where tier one is your is grasso Fitz, and jimmy these are the teams they're eight and three they're better than all the rest of us and we all know it then you have Vinny by himself in tier two a strong team we all love his lineup his names sound great on his team but he's not quite there yet but he's also not quite in tier three which includes that pack in the middle Deej, Spencer, Ben, and Echo, who are all in playoff contention, have have some problems with their teams, but also have some strengths. And then, and then you, in your fourth tier by yourself, by myself, as myself in, in tier four with the Doge, I my team is not four and seven. I have the third or fourth most points for. I'm not the worst team. I should be better. I'm kind of in that limbo. Uh, the, the he's, no he's the 2019 Grasso's all over. No man's land. You're in no man's land, dude. You're a great team that just faces everyone on their top weekend. You just been, ah, it's, it's heartbreaking. Listen, I've been and so that bottom tier is as you'd expect Dale, Moose and Keegan who have no shot. They're, they're looking at the mouth breathers right now. They are the only ones. Now this, that's a great segue, Ben, into, into our playoff discussion. The only ones that are mathematically eliminated from the playoffs are Dale, Moose, and Keegan because they only can finish with five wins. Everyone, who, you know, there's enough teams ahead of them that already have five or six wins that they're going to be mathematically eliminated. So those are three teams are totally out of it. Um, and then we have three teams that are locked into the playoffs. Seating is going to vary depending on how the next two weeks go. But you got Fitz is a lock for 
one of the two divisional places. He's either going to be first in the division and get the bye with one more win, or he somehow could finish second if Deej wins out. And then so there's no one that Fitz is not in the playoffs. That's correct. 100%. That's correct. Locked in. We can locked in. He's in the playoffs. That's correct. And then your other two teams that are locked in the playoffs, but could range anywhere from the number one seed all the way hypothetically down to the sixth seed would be Grasso and Jimmy. There is a mathematical situation in which Grasso and Jimmy both lose out or individually lose out. And somehow Eckel and Vinny win out. And depending on how scoring works with the tiebreakers, Grasso and Jimmy could be the five and six seed. Hypothetically. Do we well, it, it's that? mathematically possible, but you have such a cushion in points for that. That's very really sure, unlikely but, that that okay, would happen. Okay. okay, okay. I, under, I understand that it's not likely. But, I, but what I don't understand is why you would say it out loud into the universe. You could just you could skip over that. Probably you could not say because I don't feel discussions all about playoff scenarios. I lost, OK, in the playoff scenario, I just lost to the worst team mathematically in the league this week. I just lost to them. Who else? I can lose to literally anyone else. I can lose out the rest of the season. That's correct. Oh, that that's that would have to happen in order for for I, I, to miss the yeah, playoff. I mean, it would. I, I mean, I, I, oh god, this is how crazy the playoff scenario is right now. There isn't how tight chance, this is, dude. yeah, how tight it is. But the the, the way because we have a very interesting and unique playoff system that I've never played in any league before, where the top two teams, uh, in each division, make it. So what we have to look at here is there's a chance where a team that's six and seven would finish in second place in the makes no senses division. And uh, they could be six and seven, either be Deej or it would be Spencer. And then a team could be seven and six, most likely me uh, in our division. It could be Echel as well and not make the playoffs because they would be the second place team in the other division and still make the playoffs. Probably won't happen, but there's, there is a mathematical chance because they don't play, they don't play each other. That is correct. Yeah. Which is, it's only happened one time in league history where a six and seven team has made the playoffs over a seven and six team. Um, and, and it was me. I was that, I was that odd man out. I finished seven and six again, when our division was the, you know, I think, I think three of us finished seven and six. Um, and everyone else finished eight and five or nine and nine and four. Um, now the other teams that are currently in the playoffs, season ends today. They're in the playoffs is Vinny, Echo and Deej. Deej would be the four seed being the second team from, from his division. Echo and Vinny would be the two wild cards. Echo to be secure needs to win out because his points four are bad. He is ninth in points four. He's, you know, Ben outscores him by, you know, close to close to 50 or 60 points. Spencer out, um, outscores him. I outscore him. There's a lot of people that outscore him. So he needs to win out to feel safe. Vinny needs one more win. He's in. Um, and then Deej, again, controls his own destiny. Um, if he loses out, and that's the interesting, that's what's really great about the league this year, is the matchups matter because they're interdivisional. Spencer and Deej play each other in week 13. If, if Spencer wins this week, Deej loses this week, which is possible. Spencer's playing Keegan. Deej is playing Fitz. You would think Fitz is, you know, likely to beat Deej. Spencer likely to beat Keegan. They both are at six and six. That matchup is going to be a playoff decider. 
which is which is crazy to think. Um, so that's exciting. Um, currently out, but mathematically still in. Spencer still has a shot at the wild card and the second place in the division. He's got a lot of opportunities. Ben, again, if he wins out. Take one breath for one second. Okay. You're, you're shooting off things right now, and you just said something that I would love to point out. Spencer can finish second. At seven in, and six, though. At, in his division. Listen. That's that's great for the mouth breather. It's solid. No, I I've been saying it for weeks. His team is much better than if he managed it just a little bit better. It's one of those things. If he had made a roster move, some of these big trades that he did in week in in what was week six or seven weeks before, yeah. But I'm glad if he wasn't catching a shiny Snorlax and if he was paying attention to what's going on on his team. It don't was, even a shiny can, Snorlax is dope. He's out of he's out of the mouth. He is he can be very safely out of the mouth breather conversation, right? You know, in the next few weeks, if his team, if he if now that he's paying attention and he's managing his team every week, he might he might not, he might not even be in the mouth breather playoff, and he could oh. finish second in the league. I mean, that's another one. That's final week he faces Deej, and they're both they could have identical records next week, and that's exactly. really important. Like that matchup, Doge, you and I face each other in the last week, which will probably mean more to me than it will to you. Uh, but not that, necessarily, Benjamin. That's, that's We're going to get to that. Okay. You're the next person on my list because you have the next best odds uh, of getting in. Again, you're currently out, but if you win out, Eckel has a tough has a tough run. He plays myself this week, and then he plays Vinny next week. Again, Vinny's not an easy matchup. I projected to dominate Echo this week in points projections. Um, so you have a lot of possibility. You're also very high on the points for um, you're 66 points ahead of Echo and 50 points ahead of Spencer. So again, even if Spencer wins out and Deej wins out, so if Deej wins or Deej wins this week, he's seven and six. You know, he, the worst he can finish is seven and six. If Spencer wins out, he'll finish seven and six. If you win out, Ben, you'll finish seven and six, but you're so far ahead of them of Echo. And, D- and Spencer in points four, you would be in the playoffs. So you have a lot of windows. Now, let's talk about the team that you think, looking at the record, they're mathematically out. But nay, sir. Nay, we are not. Wieners, Wien Dogs still have a shot of making the playoffs. Is, oh, it is, this, a, is this an ad paid advertisement for Wieners, Wien Dogs? Or? This is, hey, you know what? Me the statisticians the boys, coming through for the dogs right now? Me and the boys at PFA have done a lot of work. Is it because you're? Is it because? Is it because you get coffee with the guys at PFA? Is that what? Is that what's going on? Yes, and also I got out of work early, so <laughs> they had extra time. I had some extra time. A little extra time. To <laughs> they sh- they shut us down at three o'clock, so I had some time. Um, so I, so again, luckily for my matchups, I play Echo and Ben, two people ahead of me that I need to gain games on. So if I were to win out, I would finish six and seven. Now me making the playoffs is a scenario where four teams at least finish six and seven, whether it's Spencer and Deej and then Eckel and Ben and me, if we all finish six and seven, I currently hold the tiebreaker over everybody. But here's the thing. Here's the thing about that though. If Spencer and Deej both finish at six and seven, one of them still has to make the playoffs because it's it would be the second the second playoff spot for that division. That's correct. And right now, Deej is sixty eight points ahead of Spencer, so most likely it would be Deej if they finish with the mm-hmm. same record. It would be the second. But if in the situation where all five of us finish six and seven, I hold the tiebreakers currently 
in all of them besides Deej. But again, he would then win the divisional spot. So I'm 50 po- I'm almost 52 points ahead of Spencer. I'm 68 points ahead of Echo, and I'm only 1.7 points ahead of Ben. So in this situation, if I were to win out, there is one week at least where I outscore Ben because I play him. Because you got to beat Ben. So I got to beat Ben. Obviously. So I just need to not lose by too much against Ben this week, even though I'm not playing him. Yeah. So I just I need results. And so, you even- need to win. so you need to your your team has been performing thus far. Mm-hmm. Your team needs to continue to perform at the level they are performing at and actually win games. That's correct. That's key. So you can, you can keep doing what you're doing and stay. I mean, your team is pretty well-rounded. There's not huge gaping holes in your team. I mean, it's a little boom bust, but like if your team keeps being your team and you win games. Yes. So the biggest chance. So the whole thing, I would need Echo to lose week 13 against Vinny. And I would need Spencer to either finish at five wins where he is now or only win one of the next coming games. Because even if Ben wins this week and I beat him next week, again, if I beat Echo this week, we then have the same record. And again, points four, we're very tight. It's, I think it's the, the closest gap in between two scores in the league. So yeah. you're saying, so there's three teams out, three teams in, and a whole bunch of garbage in the middle. Yeah, it's going to be, the next two weeks is going to be really fun to watch. The Probably the most fun final two weeks and stressful final two weeks we've had in a long time. Yeah, it's, it's that, super tight. It's been super tight all season. Every two weeks, you know, every two weeks it changes over, and I, I right. love it. So we're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to have our guest of the week come on. So let's take it away. Ladies and gentlemen, Pause for All is leading the way in pet prosthesis with 3D printing and imaging to allow your pet to pounce to their full potential. Guests on the Pining Floor podcast are brought to you by Pause for All, Leg Up Hotline. If you'd like to make a donation, please visit pauseforall.org. Ladies and gentlemen, this week on the Pause for All Leg Up Hotline, I would like to introduce a two-time, three-time, three-time Alba champion. Stands uh, six one, d- six what? six foot, nope. dashingly handsome. I'm trying to compliment you, okay, Vincent. I'm like, I'm all right, head. just let it ride. I'll take the six one. <laughs> the <laughs> the like manager <laughs> of the Vinzaloons. Mr. Vincent Traversa, ladies and gentlemen. Vinny, Vinny, Vinny. Oh. All right. Vinny, 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 Vinny. You know, I, I had my own theme song ready to like come in with. And <laughs> oh, you can guys... play that too. Well, you can play that now if you got it. This is a... I don't can you hear this? You know, I had a John Cena sounder somewhere. <laughs> John Cena sound like you, you just you just really... ruined you ruined the whole thing. So <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, Vinny, thank you for coming on the podcast Thanks today. Thanks for coming on the podcast. Uh, I really appreciate it. Yeah. We see now you, you were basically our standby. Um, I'm hyped. 
I'm, I'm glad you were our standby because you know you've been a champion so many times and there there hasn't been a reason to bring anybody you on yet but now it makes sense so speaking about that you being the multi you're the only multiple time champion first of all in the league yeah. everybody there's only been three other champions uh, me keegan and fitz but how do you maintain that level of success year to year um i, I it's a lot of you know i every year is a different amount of research i, I don't want to say like i do a lot of research every single year because there's been a year that i won did very minimal and there has been years where i think i won and i did a lot but i feel like every year that i've won it we've always changed the rules slightly in terms of like points scored or um just like little like different variations on the rule tweaks the rules and i i still keep winning so i think this this year is a is a big year for a lot of the tweaks that we've made with rules and i think that uh i just got to win it again this year just to to show that no matter how many times you change it i'll just keep winning you just you 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 think that your your ability to to do research and like look at uh, those numbers you know like look at the factors that really matter in points getting and that's something that you you really hone in on every year and that's something that's brought you to the championship cuz i cuz that's that's something i never really never really took into account was breaking down how can you get new points there's always so many points on the board but how can you get the new ones that are up for grabs yeah this half ppr definitely was a big game changer for us um yeah i think that's that that's definitely like the biggest game changer and i'm definitely how my strategy going to drafting was, you know, I think that's every, everyone who's kind of how they were going to strategize into, into the draft, but yeah. Sorry. I also had like a multiple glasses of whiskey before jumping on here because <laughs> oh, I was waiting and I just been drinking. Oh, well, I mean, Grasso's right there half, with you. You're telling me half the podcast is intoxicated, <laughs> buddy. I, will oh, I was way that. more like sharp right in like like at 8 30 ready to go and then i just I was like all right they're pushing it back another the half hour another button. drink <laughs> we had a little realize. bit of a delay in starting it's yeah it's, it's fine it's fine guys I'll, I'll, I'm, I'm, yeah i'm having a great time it was good. So, so okay so, so let's uh Let's talk about Taysom Hill for a second. Yeah. It's a big big controversy this week. You know, obviously (laughs) ESPN said they were going to keep him at tight end and Spencer threw a shit fit about you starting him. But in the end, uh, it didn't matter. Yeah, like, in the end, it didn't matter, got... and I'm I'm glad that's how it uh, how it turned out. If that... it mattered, I'm sure it would loom really heavy over you and everybody else. And I'm sure there's a lot of people that won their week because of that. I, how could ESPN even do that? But I didn't even get to my. Hold on, let me get to my question. Well, Gross. no one, knew, well, no one really knew fun. how he was going to be played. He could have. He could have. Like they they said he was going to be the starting quarterback, but who knows? He could have like started. Half the game. You still, they, you still picked him up on Wednesday, though, like before yes. he was announced as the starter. So, what, what, what was your mindset going into picking uh, him up? Honestly, I Wednesday morning when I looked at who picked up who off the waiver wires from like the night before, it looked like Doge picked up Josh Hill, who was the like backup to Jared Cook tight end. He's like the like the fourth string tight end. It looks like Doge picked him up, and I was like did Doge mean Taysom Hill? And I was like, well, Taysom Hill's available. I'm going to go pick him up right now. And it was like, I picked him up. It was like seven o'clock in the morning. So and I just picked him up. So I, I picked him up based off of seeing what 
Doge's mistake. So I have a confession to make. This is a safe. <laughs> this is a safe space. This is a safe yeah. space. This is not a safe space. You're not in a safe space. So. <laughs> yes, so, the soundboard is back. I I was looking on Tuesday for waiver wire pickups, and I'm on my phone. You know, there's a little writing, little pictures, and I just I go to New Orleans. I go to tight end. No. I see Hill. I hit add. No. I put two dollars down. I'm like, if so- someone else might have the same cheeky idea I do, they might, you know, hopefully pick him up and whatever. So <laughs> I wake Great. up. I wake up, you know, wake up, wake up Wednesday morning. First thing I do on Wednesday mornings, check the waiver wire, check my roster. I got Hill. <laughs> I got Hill. I go, fuck yeah. Got him. Banked. Then, then, then I go and I take my shower. I get out, I get dressed and I go and I'm like, all right, let me really look at my lineup now. You know, let me, let me throw them in my, into my tight end slot. And I go and I go, you fucking dumbass. <laughs> and then I look at the wire again. I'm like, no one else had this stupid idea. Like no one else bid on him. I, you know? And then I see four minutes before I looked, Vinny had added him. So guys, check the first names of the people you're picking up. I had a Duke David Johnson mix up with the Hills in New oh, Orleans. Boy. Would you, would you have won this week if you had Taysom Hill? By a lot. He only he only lost by a point or two. I lost oh, that's right, that's right. Points. You lost yeah. you lost yes. by a point. Yeah. Yes. Vinny. So yeah. wouldn't even be, he would we had like a sad conversation. Yeah. He, he's oh. been running numbers for days to see if he can still make the playoffs. Oh, so, here's the other thing. Beautiful mining it in his spare bedroom. Is there's chalk <laughs> everywhere, Vincent? Here's the other thing. Here's the other thing. Uh, Vinny and I watched Thursday night football together this past week, that's and I cute. went and I went, hey. I made a mistake. Would you want to trade me Taysom Hill? And he's like, yeah, let's talk about it when we get downstairs and watch the game. Guess who forgot? This guy. So oh, not man. only did it, shame on shame, shame, you know, you know, you know, whatever the saying is. Shame yeah. me once, shame on me. Fool no. me once, shame, shame on, on me. me. Yeah. Shame me twice, shame on me. Yeah, so whatever it is, yeah. Whatever. Can't be fooled again. <laughs> so it was, so Vinny, you know, Vinny got to, you know, profit from, from my mistake. So I feel like I had to share that with everybody. All right. So moving on, yeah. Vinny, you're in the playoffs. If the season ended today, I mean, there's still a lot that can happen there. There, as we discussed earlier, yeah, you I'm can not, hear. I'm not out of the woods yet, and right. especially in, in in my division, there's a lot of. If I think, lose, if I lose both these next two weeks, I there's a chance where I'm out. But I think if I can win one. I think I, I, I'm a little bit. I think yeah, you're at seven and four, so eight and five is yeah. a good spot to be. Now you face yeah. Grasso next week, and you face Echo the week after that. Are you worried about? I mean, I'm sure Grasso obviously has one of the better teams in the league. Are you worried about that? Are you worried about Echo's game? Uh, I'm a little bit more worried about this game. Looking at my team's matchups next week, I think I'm a little bit more confident. I don't know. I, I'll get into it once we. Uh, I guess we get into the the matchups for the week. Uh, that's that's actually a fantastic segue. Uh, so you want you want to stick around for our picks? Then we'll make some picks right now. We'll of go right course into it. I will. All right, we we love to hear that. <laughs> so so key. No, normally as we mentioned last week, everybody who's been a guest has won their previous week, except for last week. Keegan lost just barely to uh to Eckle this past week and he was on the podcast so hopefully you fare better than him you you take the dale fitz and Eckle route and keegan also finished three and three last week so it's a low bar to clear 
So we're going to start right in with it, uh, with the mouth breather preview matchup with the Moose Mayhem versus the weak side werewolves. And the interesting thing about all the matchups this week is they're all very close. All the scores have the potential to be right down to the wire. And even that being said, you're looking, you look at Dale's team, you look at Joe's team. I mean, Dale having Chubb back has been a huge boon. I think now that the Pittsburgh Baltimore game has been pushed back. That's going to help Lamar Jackson quite a bit. I think you, the Dale's team just has too much firepower against Joe, and I'm going to go with the the weak side werewolves. Vinny, what do you think? Um, looking at both teams, I I think the Wolves have the better, t- the stronger team. Um, I think Joe, aka Team Tinkerbell, aka Joey Tinks, is a uh, he 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 managed his team. I like that. So is, is is that a mouth breather name preview? Ooh, Joey Tinks Joey could be, but I I think he tinkered his team too much, and I think it it hurt him. It's now hurting him. But um, Tinker Joe. When a moose when a moose fights a werewolf, nine times out of ten, the werewolf always wins. Nine times out of ten. I know moose, but, moose are moose are pretty angry animals. Hey, I said nine times out of ten. Okay, okay. <laughs> all right, fair enough. All right, uh, um, Doge, what do you think? So, so to, to talk about Tinkerbell, um, Joey Tinks, um, he seven, he's up to 70 plus moves already, just an FYI. Um, yes, that's a lot of moves. Um, I agree with everything Vinny and Ben have said. Dale seems hot. The Chubb coming back was a big thing for, for Dale. Moose is getting Josh Allen back. That's a bit off of a bye. So, and, and it's against a pretty porous Chargers defense. That being said, I think Dale's going to be too much. I'm going with Dale for just to continue the winning streak and go to four games. You're going to, you're going to need a silver bullet to take down the werewolves. Uh, Dude. Exactly. Vincent, there's someone that needs to boom on, on Moose's team this week for him to make him to to make that team like relevant to, to beat the weak side werewolves. They're on a roll. They beat the best team in the league last week. They keep scoring consistently over a hundred points, hundred ten points. They're they're gonna keep winning, and I think they have a well-rounded team. I think Keegan out Al- Keegan Allen, Keenan Allen can show up again. Um, I, I think I think Zach Moss in that RB one RB two spot is a gamble. Um, for Joe, I think that's a lot of pride in Buffalo. Um, I'm not gonna talk him out of it though, but I'm with the weak side werewolves this week for sure. They're gonna keep rolling. All right. So that's a rare unanimous. And I, I doubt any of us w- would have said four weeks ago that there would be a week where we all choose Dale to win a week. But here we are. So we're going to move on to the Fitz Magic versus the Fantasy Empire. Another one with a lot of playoff. Inf- you know? Yeah, an- another one with a lot of playoff implications here. And a lot, it's going to be a high scoring game, I think, one way or the other. But when I look at the teams and I look at the matchups, you know, Tom Brady has a history this season of really bouncing back after poor performances. Kansas City's defense is very porous and vice versa. Kansas, uh, Tampa Bay's defense is still one of the best in the league, even against probably the best offense we've seen ever. I think Mahomes may be kept in check and Tyreek Hill may be kept in check a little bit. Steelers are going to play, come to play for their defense. Even, you know, it's going to be close, but I do think Fitz is going to pull it out in the end. I just think there's going to be too much going well for his team and too much holding DJ's team back. So I'm going with Fitz. Grasso, what do you think? Uh, 
this is really tough um, because TJ's team has been so consistently good all year. He's been so hard to beat. Um, and Fitz has scored so many points. So I think this is really just a coin flip. Um, I think Fitz had a little bit of a down week last week. I think he's going to have an up week this week. I'm going with Fitz. All right, uh, Vinny, what do you think? Um, yeah, like but what you said before, it, Fitz has the, the number one like QB and receiver for Tampa Bay, and uh, Deej has the number one for Kansas City being Mahomes and, and Hill being so like that that game because they're playing each other Kansas City versus Tampa Bay like that's going to be a big deciding game um but I would like to say that like Fitz won against me by 1.5 points and against Doge uh, with 1.6 points so Fitz's record is it's it might be eight and was it eight and three but it's really playing like a six and five but I guess you, you might say that might be able to say that about other teams but I think I think these are two uh, six and five teams going against each other. And I think it's going to be pretty close, but I do think that Fitz is going to take this one, but not by a lot. And, you know, not for nothing, the last matchup that they had ended on a win on Deej with bench points because they scored the exact same, which is that's the only time it's happened this season. Uh, Doge, what do you think? I was going to bring that up. This bring, this is, this is a, a tie rematch from a week one uh, of the season, which is, which is wonderful. And, and, Vinny, I just you brought the A game here. You're you're the, the, that's a shot fired at Fitz, and I don't Whiskey disagree. Vinny. Whiskey Vinny makes those make make it. I hot. mean, I I got I got I don't know if you can see my if my camera's wearing, but we I got, got zero notes. camera. It just says oh. it just what? says Chelsea. Yeah, just a gray why. screen that says Chelsea. Yeah, I mean, Vinny, you, you're bringing the heat, and I and I and I love it. Um, yeah, I so. got notes. I got I, I made some notes for this, so oh. <laughs> I was prepared. <laughs> Take note, our, our next guest, okay. whoever that's going to be. Um, I think again, I agree with everything you're saying. I gotta go with Fitz because I think Brady's gonna have a. I don't, I don't suck in 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 two straight weeks. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Fitz here. All right, another unanimous. I hope. I hope that's not how this ends up the whole week. That'll be boring. We'll see. We're gonna move on to Spencer and Keegan. This matchup obviously means a lot more for Spencer than it does for Keegan because Keegan's in the toilet right now, and Spencer's team really needs this win to keep uh, keep going. When you again, when you look at the matchups, you know Matt Ryan had an awful week last week. He, I, I think, he's gonna bounce back, and the Raiders aren't that great of a defense. And you just look top down with Spencer's team. That, He's got good players. They just have to keep showing up. I think Tyler Boyd's value has gone down with the loss of Joe Burrow, but he's going to have a full week of practice, and he's really their best option besides T. Higgins. So he may have a bounce-back week as well because there's really nobody else to pass to there. In Keegan's team, just I don't see where the points are coming from this week, so I'm going to go with the sack sniffers. Grosso. What do you think? Grasso. Uh, so Maddie, <sighs> Maddie boy. It's such a stress that fucking Atlanta offense. It's been great. He has like, he's like a top, he's like a top seven in yard. He might still be top five in yards in the NFL, but he just like, I don't know. He can't make it happen every week. It's just like, please give me a little bit more. Just a little bit. Maddie, one more. He's um, only got 15 touchdowns on the year. It's not. That's not bad though. That's not, it's not it's great. Not good. It's not good. It's not bad, but it's not great. Um, it's not awe-inspiring. Uh, so do you, do you put Goffrey in and see what happens? I think Spencer wins this game either way. 
I don't think Keegan's. I think Keegan's team queefs again. Um, all right. So one for Sp- another one for Spencer. Vinny, what do you think? Yeah, same same as Grasso. I think um, Spencer's got the stronger team this week, and no matter who Spencer plays, whether it's Ryan or or Goff, I don't think Ryan's gonna score. What I think what he had like five or to seven fantasy points last week. I don't think he does that again. But no, like what I said before, if Ryan or Goff. I think they're going to do either or is going to do way better than, than last week. And looking at Keegan's team is he's going to need big games from these players. Whereas I think Spencer's team has just got the talent that's they're going to just put up the points. Yeah. Right, so you're, I think, so you're I think going, it's going to be a blowout. You're going with Spencer. Oh, a Spencer, big margin. Yep. Okay. All right. Uh, Doge. Again, I, I agree with everything you say. I think Keegan, to me, Keegan's team looks far none the worst team in the league. Just name-wise, projected score-wise, any way you look at it. He does have really good matchups this week. Spencer's team, to me, is a, is a very high-ceiling team. I think, you know, when his guys play, he can score a lot of points. Yep. That Take being off. said... Keegan's team is really bad, um, and I'm going to go with, with with Spencer as well. Is that three unanimous decisions already? Yes. Uh, this isn't yeah. looking good. This isn't nah. looking good. No. So uh, the next one we're going to move to, I always save the two people who are on the call for last. So we're going to start with uh, Echo versus Doge. Both of them need a win, uh, especially you, Doge. You have the slimmest of chances of making the playoffs, the, the slimmest of probabilities, and it starts with a win. Your team has great matchups this week. I think Justin Herbert has been coming on strong. He's been a great – He's. we're talking about rookies of the year. Justin Herbert's got to be in that discussion. I think, you know, Scary Terry is going to have a big week against Dallas, and they need to, especially in the NFC least. Uh, you know, and like we mentioned with the weak side werewolves, Nick Chubb coming back is really bitten into Kareem Hunt's value. So I think for those reasons, I'm going to go with the Doge this week. Vinny, what do you think? Um, yeah, I'm going to go with Doge looking at both of these teams. They, I think in the games, I think the wide receivers, all the wide receivers that are in the matchup are going to go off. But I think with, uh, Doge's team, he's got scary Terry. He's got uh Ridley with a questionable Julio playing and he's got Justin Jefferson with no feeling playing. So their target share is going to be a lot. But I don't think that the, you know, they could be covered even more during the game. But I think the target share is definitely going to be in those games and it's going to be high. So you're going with Doge? Going with Doge. Just an an informational update. Adam Thielen tested positive on Monday and then tested negative yesterday. So he's not going to the facility, but he is not out officially yet. Um, When you test positive, you usually miss at least one week. So he's going to see the next test just still picking doge still picking doge. love it just, a, just, a, just wanted to update everybody so some nfl news well isn't yeah. the feelings on grasso's team anyways yeah but i meant that like if feeling was out that there'd be more time for jefferson for for doge's team that, that's all i meant by that got it all right uh so grasso who do you think is going to win this i i just it <laughs> I can't. I I know that we're all gonna do this right now because Eccles' team is just clearly worse than Doge's team, and I can't. I can't, and I don't, and I wanna, and I just, and I need to. I, I got. I gotta be different. Um, 
I'm going. I'm going dog horse. I'm going hot take. I'm going dog horse. I'm going dark horse. Or wait, is it dog horse or dark horse? Dog, dog horse. Okay. I'm going dog sure horse. Dark horse, but okay. We race dogs in Queens. Okay, it's dog horse. <laughs> like streamlining. <laughs> um. I'm going. I'm going Eckle just to be different. Uh, I don't think he's going to win. I want to make that very clear. I'm just picking him because I think that that's just the way the juju has been going for Wiener the whole year. He's had bad juju the whole year. I love you, Doge. You got a great team. Your team should win. Eckle's team should lose. Eckle's team should have lost the last seven weeks in a row, and he's just not. He's got a bad team, and he just keeps winning. So. I think Echo wins this week. All right, all right, Doge. So, so, and also, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna preempt my pick here. I'm picking myself, but you also saved us from having four straight like matchups. You know, everyone picking the same person. There's lots of great matchups on both sides. I again, I, the injuries are falling nicely for my receivers. Like Vinny said, my big question is: Is Eckler coming back this week? He's practicing in limited fashion this week. My thought is he'll come back next week, but still a chance. DeAndre Swift coming back from a concussion for tomorrow's game. That'll be big. It'll be interesting. Again, if Swift is out and Eckler's in, I do have a fill-in. There's, there's some options here. Um, Eckle can't make the right tight end and flex picks. He just can't. That's he's, just, had, that's, he's, had ter- he's had terrible decisions all year. Terrible. This, what was it? Was it Cam Akers that he picked up that one week? He's like, he's going to score two touchdowns. He's going to score two touchdowns. And he had a goose. So it's all didn't about that. Two, didn't he score two this week? This he sure did. <laughs> he sure did. Um, so I'm picking myself. I have better matchups. I, my team, again, like Rosso said, on paper is stronger. I'm going with the hope. Okay. If you follow my picks, it's all to help me make the playoffs. So right. I'm picking myself. Got it. So this, is, so it's really three and a half for Doge. <laughs> essentially all right so we're gonna go to my matchup uh it's the broken clock corollary against the show me TDs. the projection has us in a two-point difference so it's going to be a really close matchup and i'm going to pull the same tactic grasso has done all year and pick against myself and you know Jimmy has the number one quarterback in football. He's his shoulders, a little bulky. Zeke Elliott came back in a big week, a big way this, uh, this past week. And, you know, with Dalton back and facing a division rival, he's going to show up big. I think Bobby trees is going to continue his hot streak. I, and, you know, I think this is going to, this week's going to be the death knell for me. So I'm going with the show me a TDs uh, doge. What do you think? So it's two hot quarterbacks. Again, we talked about Deshaun Watson before. We talked about you know, you know, Kyler Murray with Jimmy. Ben, you have a lot of questions for your receivers at with their quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of questions there. You know, again, with with T you have T. Higgins in the lineup when I when I did my research this afternoon. You know, brand new quarterback from the practice squad. How many touches is he gonna get? So there's a lot of questions that with your receivers. Jimmy has a lot of options. Jimmy T Jimmy T might be the deepest in the league right now. He's got a lot of different options to play. I'm going Jimmy. Um, he seemed to make the right decisions all, all year. Um, and I think, Ben, you got a lot of questions at wide out. Well, just really with T. Higgins. I mean, I've been wafering between him. I may put C.D. Lamb in. I'm not sure. Again, question, again questions with, with Andy Dalton. Not, not, he's no Dak, he's no, no Dak Prescott. True. All right. Uh, Vinny, what do you think? Um, I'm going with Jimmy. Um, 
I mean, pass, pass the mashed potatoes, pass the mac and cheese, pass the turkey. Zeke's going to eat. He's going to eat this week. I think he's going to – Zeke's going to just – Zeke's going to eat the whole Thanksgiving di- dinner. Okay. I mean, I could I could do a deep dive into into your team, Ben. Um, and, and there's definitely strong points, but I looking at at, at Jimmy's team, I, I think he's got uh, stronger stronger players this week. Alrighty, and Grasso. Um, I'm really I'm I'm uh, this is a tough one for me. Um, it's very interesting matchups, but I think what really comes down to it is it's Thanksgiving. During a pandemic, uh, there's a lot of people that uh, there's a lot of traditions that a lot of people are not going to be able to partake in. And one that they're going to be able to partake in is uh, watching the Dallas Cowboys face a division rival. And I think um, I think that's very important. Uh, And it's a very big stage. And I think that the Cowboys show up and on the shoulders and and the afro of Ezekiel Elliott, Jimmy's team wins this week. Uh, I think it's going to be a close game. Ben, your team is phenomenal. Um, Edwards phenomenal. <laughs> Edwards is not phenomenal. Edwards Hilaire is not Zeke, and I think Zeke is going to show up because he usually shows up on Thanksgiving. Okay, so another unanimous. So this is shades of our first week where we had all but one unanimous matchup. So we're going to move to the final matchup. We have two people on the call involved in this game. We're talking the two beers too deep versus the Vinzaloons. Possible playoff matchup here. And you look at both these teams, and both of you rely on your your top-end starters. I mean, Vinny, you've obviously got Derek Henry and Russell Wilson. Grasso, Dalvin Cook, and Aaron Rodgers. It's it's going to be a high-scoring, really close matchup. We're talking splitting hairs here. But when it comes down to the depth beyond Dalvin Cook, I mean, it's a huge drop-off between him and Gio Bernard. And, you know, James Conner hasn't been great, but he's been better than Bernard has. And you've still got Lockett in your pocket. So here I, I'm, I'm thinking I'm honestly leaning towards Vinny's team taking it this week. Uh, Doge, what do you think? So first off, it's projected at, for each team to score over 120 points, which is outrageous, absurd, absurd. What it is? This, this to me, like this is this is the game that they throw on Sunday night. Like this is the game that should replace the Steelers and, and Ravens. Um, <laughs> it, hurts. it hurts. It hurts. Our fantasy football can match up. Yeah, don't right now. You, is that what you're implying? Yeah, right I'm, now? I'm saying I'm people saying, watching our fantasy should watch our fantasy f- football matchup on Thursday night, tomorrow night, to so, replace the game. Yeah. Okay. Yes. I mean, um, that's not a bad idea. So it's got big playoff implications, like Ben said. Um, Gross, you have a lot of questionables. Mark Andrews is questionable. Um, Gio Bernard did not. Uh, he practiced in a limited fashion today. Julio is a question mark. He's got that hamstring problem and your bench is looking thin right now. Um, you know, you, you know, you got Jamal Williams who might be able to fill in. You got Damian Harris who might be able to fill in. Aguilar's had some games. Vinny's team, again, is my favorite team names wise in, in the league. Um, and I think that Vinny's got enough to pull it out because you have too many questions right now. And I don't know, Who's going to play on your team, Grasso? So I'm going to go with Vinny here. All right, uh, Grasso. 
Um, it's not really like a guess. I'm, I'm definitely going to pick Vinny, obviously. Um, as you have as, done all year. As I have done all year. Um, Vinny has a great fucking team. Um, and I think it's going to be a very a slobber knocker of a game. All right, Vinny. All right. Three great matchups in all of history. Batman versus Superman. Rocky versus Creed. Vinny versus Grasso. All, all three matchups, all good guys, but they all versus each other. But we, we, uh, if, if you look at the roster from week one, because we played each other week one, uh, we kind of have very like the same roster kind of going in. We, we have like, I think like four or five players from our roster from week one going against each other. And Grosso scored 157 something points. I scored 110. I think it's going to be a lot closer this week. But I do think Cross was going to squeak. He's going to squeak a win. I think it's going to be a lot closer, though. I think we're both cracking 100. But I think you guys are going to be way over 100. You know, it's interesting. Dosh, you made a face. I made the same face, although nobody can see it right now. <laughs> when, when you said that you were picking Grasso, uh, yeah. you know, it's it's going to be a really close matchup. Uh, a lot of yeah. great games, honestly, for fantasy this week. I'm still a little pissed that the Steelers game got postponed tomorrow, yeah. but that's just a, you know, that's a personal thing. So we won't get into that. Uh, but that, you know, that wraps up our podcast for this week. Uh, Vinny, thank you for coming on, being with, staying with us, making some picks. Uh, good yeah. luck this week. Just one um, reminder, everybody. Trade deadline, 3 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Tonight? Friday. Oh. Friday. Just so a reminder. Got, just so a reminder. A, a day and a half, days, essentially. A couple of days to get some more deals yeah. done to head into the playoffs. Well, it's really a day and a half. What, if, it's, what, if it's 3 a.m., that means, you know, what? by the time Thursday night is over, that, yeah. Uh, so while, while you're eating your Thanksgiving dinner, look at your fantasy lineup and see if you need to make any moves. I mean, there's already been 22 <laughs> trades. Grasso's face right now, he's like, I lose right now. I really need, if anybody can hear me out there, I really need a running back too, to just like, if you're going to lose and you just, and you don't just, someone that's given up on hope, just please, I need an RB2. Waiver wire is so fucking thin in our league, it's ridiculous. Ridiculous. The number one running back on our waiver wire in our league is like the number three running back. If someone maybe gets injured, maybe he'll get one handoff. It's absurd. Our league is so fucking deep. Whatever. I'm sorry. I don't want to rant. Okay. So, yeah. And I mean, we've already had 22 trades this year, which is the most we've ever had in any league ever. It's outrageous. Uh, so we'll see if we got a couple more coming in across the wire. I think everybody's kind of set with their team, maybe even sick of trading at this point. But Pasaya, <laughs> Doge is like, no, he's shaking his head no. But everybody, have a happy Thanksgiving. And for Greg Marku, the owner of the Wieners Wean Dogs, Chris Grasso, the owner of Two Beers Too Deep, and Vinny Traversa, the owner of the Vinzaloons. I am Ben Max, the owner of the Broken Clock Corollary, saying thank you and remember to win your week. Peace out.
smoke weed every day. <laughs> yeah.